Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I am your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing. With me, as always, we have Oliver Young, Operations Director with the Young Automotive Group. It's a gorgeous day, It's a Tim. lovely Holy day. Smokes. It's Excited a, to be back. Already a little toasty out there, but it is a lovely day. And Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. Good morning. Good morning. And very special guest with us today, Rachel, I'm going to slaughter this, Rachel Hurstbrunner. No, that was perfect. Good morning, everyone. People slaughter my last name all the time, and I don't ever mind because it's a you know it's a just it's just a thing that you get used to. But I feel so bad when I slaughter people's last name. Rachel is a sales trainer with the Center of Excellence. We are so glad to have her. Rachel, uh, do us a favor. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about your experience with uh, sales, and and just kind of your background. Awesome. So I've been with the group for about almost seven years now. So it's been a fun ride. I started at the Buick store in Layton as a BDC. And then I was on the sales floor for two and a half years. Ton of fun there. And then I had a chance to do challenge credit, which was awesome with Heston Young. Then I spun paper at the Hyundai store for about a year. So a finance manager over there. And then I've had the awesome opportunity to be a part of the Center of Excellence for almost two years now. I really like that spun paper. Spun, spun paper. Such a, like, <laughs> such an exciting way to describe. It's like a DJ. Yeah. And then, uh, Rachel, if you haven't met Brad, this is Brad over here. Oh, hi, Brad. Hey. <laughs> He's got a lot of quotes. A lot. Uh, all Benjamin from, Franklin. Yep, exactly. <laughs> all all from Benjamin Franklin. Franklin. Well, I'm so excited to have Rachel on the on on the podcast. She is really truly an expert in sales and knows everything sales. So we're really excited to have her out today. Super stoked for the uh, for the the insight that you're going to bring to us. Uh, I'm going to actually turn this over to the expert right now. Yeah. And he's he's going to talk about something very apropos to what I just said in my very ham-handed segue. <laughs> that was a wonderful segue from the sales n- Novice. 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 That's why we decided novice. Official novice. We we, we moved up. (laughs) All right. Well, before we start talking about our topic today, I want to actually put a little challenge out there, and I'm going to give out a bunch of gift cards. I'm going to give out $1,000 in gift cards. Whoa. Wow. um, Free money. Between Young Power Sports and Maverick. Um, So if you want a gift card by the end of July, I need you to email us. And what's the email address? It's podcast at youngcoe.com. Podcast at youngcoe.com. Email us. Um, answer these four questions. Number one, your favorite episode, right? So I think we hit 8,000 downloads, just over 8,000 8, downloads. Yeah. So we got 8,000 downloads, um, which is fantastic. And we appreciate all our listeners. Thank you for downloading and listening. But tell us your first, your favorite episode. What did you like about it? What, what, what did you take away? The second question is the topic you... Uh, a topic you'd like to hear more about, right? What can we address on this podcast? How can we bring more value to you? Um, third is what successes have you had applying what you've learned on the podcast, right? So what's one thing that you've implemented that you found success with? And then lastly, one person that you referred the podcast to, just one person that you've said, hey, go and listen to this podcast. It's awesome. So if you can email me, again, the favorite episode, a topic you'd like us to cover, um, successes from what you've learned, and then a, and then a uh, person you referred it to, you get entered to win 
a gift card. Inside or outside the organization. Yeah, and absolutely. And that's $1,000 worth of gift cards. Uh, yeah, so I'll probably now, divide them up by I, 100. I, I know I'm the sales novice, so I might not be understanding correctly what's happening here, but this is a free podcast. A free podcast. And we're giving money to people to listen to it. Absolutely. That, it just seems, that just seems wrong. It's the American <laughs> dream. <laughs> that's crazy. It's the American dream. <laughs> yeah. So please email us at podcast. Podcast, podcast at youngcoe.com. Young With that, I want to talk about the, the, the topic today is you are the expert. Now, a lot of times when we jump into the sales profession, we jump into it as um, an amateur. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, just like Tim, he was a noob for over a, noob. a year. He moved up to novice. <laughs> right. And, and you kind of get thrown in there. And a lot of times... Um, you know, whether you get training or not from your management staff or, or whatever, generally you have to go and learn how to be a professional. Now, how quickly you become a professional is up to you, right? It's up to you what the time, the energy, the what you put into it, right? Um, I, I've seen, I've seen uh, people get into the sales game that have become an expert within months. Mm-hmm. And I've seen others that it's taken five years to finally cross that line, right? Wouldn't you agree, Brad? Yeah. And I think you also see people that have been in sales for 10 years and they're not any better than when they first started. Yep. And, and and so really the, the important thing is defining what is an expert. Now, the, the interesting thing is it doesn't take that much to become an, an expert ahead of your consumer. Now, what I mean by that, and let me, let me just give you an example. And I think we've talked about it in another podcast, but we'll, we'll talk about it again today. The example is the fridge, right? Have you guys shopped for a fridge lately? Uh, not lately. No. I just had last, to repair just last one. Year, yeah. yeah, you just had to repair one, right? So, so just last year. Yeah. So you just, you just redid your kitchen. Just so, redid the kitchen okay. last year, yeah. So shopping for a fridge is really interesting. The reason why is you walk in and you look at this huge row of fridges and you just kind of like, that's a lot of fridges. And what do you do? Open them up. So then you walk in and you open the door, the door and then you shut the door. Yeah. And then what do you do next? Open the door again. And then you might pull out a drawer and be like, hmm, that's a nice drawer. Hmm. Where's the water come out? And you point to it or something, right? And you're like, this is shopping for a fridge, <laughs> you know? Um, so what is that? What is that person doing? What is that? Well, you know, if you're shopping for a fridge, what are you doing? You're, you're trying to see what it would be like to use it yeah. on a daily basis. So all you're doing is what you normally do with a fridge. Yeah. Right. So you open the open door, the door. <laughs> and you the door. open the other, right. And you just do the normal stuff that you do with the fridge. Now you could have researched these fridges online for hours on end. What are you going to go do? Open the door, open the drawer. And just use the fridge like you'd normally use it, right? Now, is that customer an expert at shopping for fridges? No, because I mean, you're, you get a new one, what, every 10 years or maybe when you, yeah. usually they come with the house. Yeah, right. You hope so, they come with the house. Yeah. So generally <laughs> the customer is no expert, even though they might've done hours and hours of research online, right? They're no expert, right? And so let's say you bump into a fridge expert. You bump into a salesperson that is an expert in fridge technology, right? What do they do? They show you how to open the drawer. They yeah. show you how to change the water filter. So what they do is they turn the fridge around and say, okay, right here is your um, cooling, all, all of your cooling systems. 
And right here you can see the filtered water rolls through this, through the cooling system, up and back, right to this part where your cool water comes out when you want to drink. They give you a basic demonstration. They run through every specific how the uh, the machine actually works. And they'll turn it around and they'll 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 show you what how that machine functions and not just what how to use it. Right? right? Because they're an expert in the product and they'll show you okay, the reason why this has so much better insulation and won't use as much energy is because it's packed with this particular styrofoam and and they'll go through a presentation that actually sets them apart as an expert instead of what a customer normally does is what open, open the, the door the, open the door right so uh, a lot of times in car sales it's the same what does the customer want to do when they show up to look at a vehicle Open the door. Turn on the radio. Drive, yeah, drive it. it. If you just let them do what they want to do, all they do is do what they would do to use a car. Yep. They would open the door. They'd sit in the seat. They'd look around for a second, push some random buttons, and then drive it. Yep. Right? Until they run into an expert. And, an, and so what defines an expert? And there's three things that I would say really define what an expert is. And that is somebody who has a defined process that they can take a customer through that allows the customer to really understand what they're purchasing. Somebody who has the ability to control that process in order to move somebody through it. And then lastly, somebody who has confidence. Mm -hmm that they know their product, right? And so they are a product knowledge expert and they have confidence that they can present the product in a meaningful value building way, right? So first talking about process, why, you know, why is process so important, Brad? And I know we've talked about it a ton. Yeah. I mean, process is everything, right? It, just like you said with, with the fridge. I mean, if you show up, you're just going to start using it the way that you'll normally use it. Same thing with a car. You're going to show up, you're going to open the doors, you're going to push some buttons. You're not going to even be able to see all of the additional features and advantages that the vehicle has for you. But when you run into a sales professional that has a process, they can take you step by step through the vehicle, a comprehensive demonstration of additional ways to use it and how it will benefit you moving forward in ways that your old one did not. thousand percent. How about you, Rachel? What, what, what do you feel like is, why is it so important to stick to a process? So everything has a plan is how I see it. So you have a plan. Having a process means you have a plan. You're not going out and just shooting from the hip. You know exactly what you're going to do step by step throughout your process. Uh, and I actually think customers are begging for processes. Absolutely. Because if not, it's like traveling on, it's like traveling with no road. Mm -hmm. You're just going, trying to avoid bushes and trips and fall, right? And you're just, you're just running. Well, and right? it's routine versus chaos, yep. right? And, and so I think, I think when you don't have a really good defined process, it's like you're, uh, it, it's like you're at lost, yeah. right? And the customer feels lost. But when they ha when they're working with a, a sales professional that obviously is following a process, I think there's some calm involved in it with the customer that they go, oh, good, at least at least somebody, somebody knows what they're doing. Somebody knows what they're doing. Because they're I taking don't. me through that. Yeah, I like what exactly. Brad said, the chaos, because just going back to your fridge analogy, 
walking through the line of fridges, it could feel like chaos. So many different options, which brand to go with different things. But as soon as someone has that process or plan, it really helps. Well, and and if I walk into, if I walk into that row of fridges and I'm opening doors and I'm closing doors and I'm opening drawers and closing drawers and you know, the, the salesperson approaches me or the salesperson who is with me is doing the same thing. What's the point? Yeah. Right. Why do why, I need them? Why do I have you here? Yeah. This, yeah. You're not helping me really define what I right. want and move down a, a specific way. And so that, that process is, is that, is that starting point. You yeah. have to have a good process. Absolutely. And the, and the beautiful thing about a solid process is when it's done properly, it helps maintain that control that you yep. alluded to. And the customer doesn't even realize that they're going through a process because it's just conversational. And really, that's the second part, right? So you have that you have that good defined process. Now, how do you control the situation in order to make sure you're following through that process, right? What is your, what are your techniques? What are your tactics? What are your, what are the ways that you're helping the customer um, walk through that is the ability for you to control how you're on the process. So h- h- how do you guys, you know, Brad, Rachel, you guys are experts at this. How do you guys help keep control with the customer? I think the most influential way to do it and do it in a way that doesn't feel controlling is by asking quality either or questions, right? As a sales professional, we're using either or questions to find out about our potential customer, as well as move them through that process, because we're gathering information that leads us down the path of what they need versus what they want and how it can help benefit them. And then we can uh, start building value in those items. Completely agree. Control is built on good, solid questions and then listening after the fact, right? I think a huge part, uh, I love what Brad said, because either or questions are definitely a way to maintain control, but also just the simple thing of just knowing the customer's name, being able to say their name during the process will reel them back in for the control. what do you mean by that? So remembering what their name is, is, Oliver. It's an interesting thing. And I don't know, I don't know if we've addressed it. Knowing their name. Just why knowing is that so their important? name. Uh, because it triggers something inside their brain. So in the sales manual, it's actually called the reticular activating system. So it actually triggers them. When I say Oliver, you pay attention to what's happening in the process. Compared to, hey, can I just show you something real quick? You're you're busy with your own process. So So when you say somebody's name, it'll it, it rings them back and says, Okay, I need to be here. I need to be present. And so just small things like that, remembering to use a customer's name while you're presenting helps keep control because they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to be listening. They're the expert. Here I am. Please continue walking me through this process. Absolutely. And then lastly, so, you know, once you have that control, I think a big piece of control is the confidence, right? Your confidence as a salesperson is crucial to be able to help Keep control and stay on that process, right? And where does confidence come from? Uh, Confidence comes from experience and confidence also comes from knowledge, like product knowledge, right? Knowing that you are the authority, that you are there to assist the customer and that they're going to have questions that you as a professional can answer and show how the product, good or service provides value to them. Yep. So, so I, and I, and I, 1000% 1000% agree on those two things. You have to have experience and you have to have product knowledge to, to really gain 
confidence. So let's talk about the 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 one that you can control quicker is product knowledge. Yep. Absolutely. Right? So why why is product knowledge so vital for confidence? Well, it's it's like you said when you're walking down as a customer down that aisle of fridges and there's doors and drawers and if the salesperson then does the exact same thing and has no way to relate the specifics of that manufacturer or why this hinge is better or why this drawer slide is better. It just becomes information that has no benefit to the customer, yeah. right? But when you have that product knowledge, you're able to say, hey, this specific thingamajig does this versus this one. And this one would be better for you for this reason. It's a game changer. And when a customer walks in and you feel like they know more than you, it is a real strike to your confidence. Yes, it is. Now, sure is. It's not, a. it doesn't mean that you can't be confident, right? Because you can be confident in the process. You can be confident in your knowledge of other products. You can be confident in a lot of other things. But if you feel like the customer know, knows more than you, then you feel like that person is an expert, which I'm going to tell you a secret. They're still not an expert. Yep. Because you do it all day, every day. This person has just read a lot online for the last month. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So even though you might not feel like an expert, you're still the expert. You're still the person in the room that has to take that customer through the process to make them feel comfortable and to to um, deliver an exceptional customer experience. But you have to know your product. You have to know your competition. You have you have to study it like it's like your life depends on it because it, it does. And so you have to become the product knowledge expert to really gain the confidence to be able to uh, control and walk somebody through a process. Oliver, I love something that Jared Price actually taught me a couple of years ago, is the customer might know a lot about one, say, item, say the mm -hmm. fridge, but you being the expert, you can take that one piece of product knowledge and tailor it to every type of yep. customer. And that's what makes your confidence even stronger, yep. even with that expert one, customer. I totally agree. The uh, interesting thing is you also... The second way to gain confidence is experience, right? So how do you gain experience? Practice. Go hit your head against the wall, <laughs> right? So go just start charging out and talking to everybody. Like in the, I think it was one of the first podcasts, go make a friend. Go make, right? That was the first podcast. Yeah, go make go, a friend. Go make a friend. Go talk to everybody. Go start getting bumping your head and getting experience. Why? Because that's going to build your confidence, right? You're going to get knocked down. That's fine. Pick yourself back up. Get out there and start bump in your head. That's the quickest way to gain that type of knowledge is by getting exposure to different personalities, different types, different, right? You'll gain that confidence through that. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, look, I love it. Do we have an action item for this week? So the action item is to send the email. We want, we, we like want to get a bunch of emails <laughs> that, um, uh, th that we can build off of um, so that we can give out all these gift cards. And just a reminder, that email, we're looking for your favorite episode. We're looking for a topic that you'd like to hear more about on the podcast in the future. We're looking for successes that you've had from implementing uh, things that you've learned in this podcast. And then we're looking for one person that you've referred this podcast to. So without further ado, we're going to talk about Tim's Copious Notes. Tim's Copious Notes. <laughs> a Tim's Copious Notes theme song. I'm going to get Luke on that. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, man. Get us, put us something together. Better uh, not be but, Star Wars. <laughs> oh, it's totally... I'm going to get John Williams on this. <laughs> yeah. 
So today we're talking about the fact that you are the expert. Uh, now everybody starts as, out as an amateur, but there are three very specific things that will make you an expert. And an, an expert basically is somebody who has a defined process to guide the customer in a professional way, uh, the ability to control that process, and the confidence uh, that they can present the product in a meaningful and value-building way. So as far as the process goes, basically having a process just means that you have a plan. You've got a roadmap. Customers want you to have a plan because it is your roadmap to avoid chaos. If you're just doing the same things that the customer's doing, you've made yourself irrelevant. Process is absolutely key. Control. How do you maintain control of that process? Well, you can ask quality either or questions and listen to the customer's responses. These either or questions are very guided. You're not out in an open field. You're again, you're guiding them across. You're guiding them down a map, right? And you're eliminating that chaos. And then just know the customer's name. When you say their name, it's going to trigger their attention. Isn't that right, Oliver? I got, you got my attention, Tim. Right? Look, he he per- perked right up. <laughs> Eyes got right wide. <laughs> so, and then finally, confidence. Uh, confidence just comes from experience and product knowledge. Look, you are the authority uh, and you know your stuff, right? Product knowledge is the one thing that you can control. You can't control the experience right off the bat, but you can absolutely control your product knowledge. If you feel like the customer knows more than you, that's going to be a big hit to your confidence. But that guy or that gal is still not the expert. You are. You have the product knowledge. Uh, And then just finally, just go talk to people. That's a great way to just build that confidence and get that experience. So uh, with that, uh, I think that's about everything. Did I miss anything, guys? No. Those are some wonderful. Love it. An incredible summary. Copious notes. Thanks. Uh, So with that, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, If you have not gone on to iTunes yet and rated us and given us some stars, please do that. That's going to help us out an awful lot. And then refer this podcast to your friends, your family. Uh, Like I've said, I've said many times, stalk people in the parking lot. Just tell them about this podcast. It's going to be great for them. Uh, And if you do have questions for us, by all means, send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com and definitely shoot us an email with your favorite episode, a topic that you'd like to hear in the future, successes that you've had from implementing this, uh, things that you've learned in this podcast, and then one person that you have referred this podcast to. That's going to get you a chance to win uh, one of many gift cards that we're going to be giving out uh, over the next several weeks. And then I have one last thing to talk about, and that is the new podcast schedule that we'll be rolling out. We're going to start releasing these podcasts one at a time every other Monday. So you can count on knowing when you're going to hear the next podcast instead of we're just bombing you with three podcasts at a time. So uh, we'll start on you're listening to this podcast, hopefully, if we've done this right, July 11th. (laughs) And then uh, two weeks from today, uh, we will have the next podcast out. That should be July 25th. Awesome. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks, Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Thanks. Y'all have a good one.